Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. Getting weird on a Friday. So we do here on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Welcome in. Hope you had a great week. You're listening to Nuanez now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. If you want to listen to us on all your various mobile devices, you want to use the internet to stream the show, that seems to be what everybody's doing these days. It's easy. All you got to do is go to the station website, 1029ESPN.com. There, you just click on the Listen Live tab. And you'll find this stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call or shoot us a text, please feel free to do so. I'm rolling solo for most of the day. We do have a good guest coming in uh, here in a little while. A Co- couple of people from the uh, Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. Havana Libre debuts tonight. So they'll be in about 4.30. It's a movie about surfing, Cuba, and chasing your dreams. So it'll definitely be a pretty uh, interesting interview. I can't wait to learn more about everything that they got going on. And the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival is in full force right now. Obviously not hosting uh, movie events like we do in normal years, but you can buy digital passes. You can stream everything 
right to your home. So Havana Libre debuts here in about half an hour. I guess in about an hour, but we will have a, an interview here in about half an hour. Uh, but if you want to give us a call or shoot us a text, it's easy, 361-3688. That's 361-3688 because other than that, I'm pretty much riding solo. Take a look at what we got in the show today. We do have that interview about 4.30 with the folks from the Big Sky Dock Fest, uh, so that'll be good. Uh, we also have our Mattress from Student of the Weekend to join us about 4.45, young man from Great Falls Central High School. We're going to recap the night that was in Big Sky Conference men's and women's basketball action last night. And then in the second hour, we have a couple – Fun interviews for you. Caught up with Carolyn, chick who doesn't know sports, earlier today. And uh, insightful conversation about tennis and female athletics. Who is the GOAT when it comes to female athletes? We'll get into that a little bit and uh, have a little bit of fun, too, like we always do on a Friday. And then I'm going to share our most recent Grizz greats, Brent Pease from the uh, University of Montana football team. He's the only guy that I can think of that was a part of the 1995 National Championship team as a coach as well as then now is back at his alma mater coaching. So Brent Pease has actually never been on this show. He's never been on Tutel Nuanas or on Nuanas now. And so uh, we will definitely get into it with him as well, some of his memories from that 1995 season. And uh, if you want to check out Grizz Greats, it's easy. Just go to grizzgreats.com. Or you can go to our station website and just click on the Grizz Greats icon there as well. It's 1029ESPN.com. If you already forgot, I know I just told you three minutes ago, but uh, short-term memory is hard to come by around here sometimes at <laughs> this time of year and uh, this time of week. But I hope everybody out there is having a great Friday. Hope you got big plans for the weekend. Seems like it's not going to be too cold, so maybe a time to hit the slopes uh, or do something fun outside. But we'll see. The weather could change within the next couple hours here, as it always does right here in the great state of Montana. Got to get into it because last night, a big night in the Big Sky Conference uh, basketball on both the men's and women's side. There was a showdown for first place, or at least involving first place teams in both Cheney, Washington, uh, yesterday in the men's side with Eastern Washington gunning for its eighth straight win, as well as then in Pocatello, Idaho, between Montana State and Idaho State. And uh, a, quick, a couple quick scores for you last night. The Lady Grizz, they posted a 65-53 victory over Eastern Washington here in Missoula. And uh, that's their fourth straight win, the first four-game winning streak of the Mike Petrino era, the first four-game winning streak the University of Montana women's basketball team has had since Robin Selvig was the head coach. So that's an amazing statistic all in itself. But the Lady Grizz, they're sitting there now at 8-5 and five in league play. They're alone in fourth place, and they basically control their destiny. Five games to play, but if they can stay hot, they have a chance to secure one of those top five seeds and a buy in the Big Sky Conference tournament in Boise, which we know will be huge. The game in Pokey, one about expected. Pocatello, uh, one of the toughest places to play in women's basketball in the Big Sky Conference. Idaho State's been rolling this year. They had their 14-game winning streak snapped on Saturday by the University of Idaho in Moscow. But they bounced back in a big way and uh, started a new streak last night, 69-59. They topped Montana State. And uh, it was a physical game, as you'd expect from Idaho State. And the young Bobcats, they could just never quite get something going. It was never a lopsided affair, but they Montana State never led, not for one second. It was a stem-to-stern win for Idaho State. So Idaho State now uh, further solidifies their spot atop the conference. They are 12-1 in league play. Montana State now 10-3 in league play. They're two games behind Idaho in the win column. The Vandals are 12-3. They've gotten almost every game in. They actually have gotten every game in in conference play. So Idaho is the one team in the league that has gotten every game in on the women's side. Uh, so that Montana State now sits in third place. So we'll get into those two games here in just a minute. 
But the uh, news of the night last night was Eastern Washington and the beatdown they put on Montana. The final score ended up 90-76, to which in itself is the most lopsided loss of the Travis DeCure era, seven seasons at the helm for the University of Montana men's basketball team. Coach DeCure has been. And uh, that 14 points, that's an amazing stat within itself. Montana's never gotten beat by 14 points uh, under Coach DeCure. They've only lost by double figures three times. So definitely a historic loss in terms of this coaching staff, this iteration of the Grizz. The Grizz have now lost eight conference games overall, which is also the most of the Travis DeCure era. Another testament to the success that Coach DeCure has had. Uh, the, the worst, uh, quote-unquote worst, Finishing conference play Montana has had under Coach DeCure was 11-7 and during that 2016 season, where that was kind of the only other time that they were in a rebuilding year. Other than that, they've been among, if not the premier teams in the league. But Eastern Washington affirmed themselves as the premier team in the Big Sky Conference last night. And uh, it was an impressive showing. And the, the final margin of victory was not indicative of how bad Eastern Washington ripped Montana, especially for the first 14 minutes of that game. It was 47-20. to before the game was even 14 minutes old. There was a point in the game where Eastern Washington uh, converted 14 consecutive field goals. They were 17 for 19 from the floor when they were up by 27 points less than 14 minutes into the game. That in itself was astounding. Uh, An amazing start for Eastern Washington. They did it in the paint. They did it from the perimeter, and they did everything in between. Uh, It was up and down, transitioning, um, pounding the post, taking advantage of the fact that Montana was without Michael Stebbin, who entered the NCAA transfer portal, although I'm not sure he would have made much of a difference because Eastern Washington was that hot. Kim Aiken Jr., who has been uh, a nemesis of the Grizzlies, to be sure, specifically Saeed Pridget, who's no longer on the Grizz team. He graduated from last year, but Kim Aiken has absolutely been a thorn in the side of the Montana Grizzlies, and he was that and then some last night. He had 14 points by the time the Grizz even had 14 points, and he finished uh, on a complete tear uh, in the game, he was the leading scorer for uh, Eastern Washington last night. But three different uh, Eagles finished in double-figure scoring. Tyler Robertson hit a bunch of big shots down the stretch. Uh, he had 21 points, as did Kim Aiken. And Kim Aiken also chipped in eight rebounds. And this was all without Jacob Davison, the preseason MVP for the Eagles, uh, who came into the year as who was going to be one of the best players in the league. That was what his prediction was, but he has not now played for three games. He did not play last weekend in Bozeman. He did not play last night against Montana. But Tanner Groves, he also continued to solidify his MVP candidacy. He had 14 points and 10 rebounds. That's his eighth double-double in Big Sky Conference play. And Michael Meadows has been the primary um, fill-in for Jacob Davidson, and he was uh, great last night as well. He had 14 points. So he's averaging 17.3 points. That's moving into the starting lineup. That's all to say that these two teams have had contrasting styles for a long time because of their two head coaches. Shante Leggins likes to spread it out and run a wide-open concept-based attack that really prioritizes isolation play and scoring. It's a very European style. They recruit a lot of guys from Australia, and that really shows. And they also recruit a lot of guys locally that play for up-tempo high school programs in the Spokane, greater Spokane, Coeur d'Alene area. And uh, Montana, they've hung their hat on stingy physical defense. And um, Montana has basically strangled Eastern Washington each of the last four times that they've played until last night. And last year, Montana went to Cheney and they ripped Eastern. They, They set the tempo early. They established authority. 
and they came away with the probably their biggest win of the season, and they ended up sweeping Montana. Excuse me, Montana ended up sweeping Eastern Washington a year ago, and they came into this game on a four-game winning streak. And it was a very apparent that Eastern Washington knew all of that because they were playing with an absolute chip on their shoulder. They were playing as a motivated team, and uh, they snapped that four-game winning streak. You could tell there was a lot of revenge involved in it. Eastern Washington denied a trip to the Big Dance each of the last two times we had the Big Sky Tournament, losing to Montana. And uh, so last night, all of that out the window. Eastern Washington won their eighth straight, and they uh, definitely established themselves as the top team in the Big Sky Conference. They are now 10-2 and in league play. Montana falls to 5-8. and Here's a couple snippets from the postgame with Travis DeCure. This is courtesy of our buddy Riley Corcoran, uh, guest host of this show on Mondays and Tuesdays, as well as the voice of the Grizz. Uh, the uh, little excerpts we're going to play from this originally appeared on the Grizzly Radio Network. Here's Coach DeCure postgame after his team's 90-76 loss at Eastern Washington. No, last time we were here, um, we jumped in pretty quickly um, with a lot of aggression that they were not necessarily prepared for. Um, we, we were the aggressor. We were actually avenging a loss here the year prior, and they jumped us. And, and so it's kind of been tit for tat. And, you know, one of the things I, I think I could have done a better job is maybe preparing the guys that haven't been here before for that. And and we thought we were doing that, but um, this game meant a lot to Eastern Washington. And and I think some guys got backed off pretty early, and, and it took us a while to get going. And by that time, you're just so far behind that, that there's not a lot of time to make up for the deficit. We had a couple opportunities, though, where we could get it to single digits. We got stops. Got it to 13, 14 with stops and just didn't didn't finish the next possessions offensively. And, and we exerted a lot of inj- energy. Only had a few guys I thought that really were competing and probably left them out there fairly long and, and, and ran out of gas every time we got it to where we were in striking distance. Montana got good bench production last night, including a career-high 25 points for Robbie Beasley, who's a true freshman, and a career-high 16 points by Eddie Egan, who's a sophomore, Travis DeKeer, on the performance of his young reserve guard. Hang in there. Um, you know, there were just things that we were supposed to do defensively um, to, to slow them down and, and get them keep them from getting the ball in areas that they really wanted it. We just didn't have enough guys executing the aggression that we needed defensively. Um, I thought we were a little too backed off from a couple guys, and, and that led them uh, to, to get a lot of wide open shots early in the game, and there were just too many open, uncontested shots. I don't think we ran back fast enough. Um, we had mismatches because we weren't sprinting back on defense, and so they, the, the pressure of them pushing the ball in transition as quickly as they did took us a while to get going and and so once we caught up to the speed then we, we outscored them from that point on but it was just too much last 30 minutes of the game grizz outscore eastern 60 to 54 in the contest talking with travis to after the grizzlies fall to the eagles is there anything that surprised you in this one maybe from from what they did or just the, the flow of the game how it, it maybe worked out any surprises throughout the last 40 minutes no most of the surprises from our end really to be honest i i, I thought we would be a lot more ready to play um, and, and compete. And like I say, sometimes when you've got guys that just haven't played against this team before, don't have a true understanding for, for what uh, is, is different about them than some of the teams that we've played in our league. These two teams back at it on Saturday in Missoula, a noon tip. Travis DeCure on the rematch on Saturday. Well, it was on the board, bring the fight to them. And, and I thought we responded to their fight as opposed to being the aggressor. So we got to find our aggression in the next 36 hours. True freshman Josh Bannon had 13 points last night. Travis DeCure on his Australian left-handed true freshman Josh Bannon. 
No, he, he did a good job, I thought, on the defensive end, too, though, that he allowed us to, to do quite a few things with some matchups um, in, in terms of who we had where. Um, but, but he is getting the ball to go in the basket right now. He's, he's very, very selective with the shots he's taking. And, and once he gets one or two to go in, you can see some of the tougher shots start to fall. And we're starting to see the banding that we expected to see earlier in the year. So there you go, Travis DeCure. A couple snippets from his post-game interview last night on the Grizzly Radio Network with Riley Corcoran, who will be joining us the next time we're back on Monday. But stick it right here because we still have a close to two hours left of the show. You are listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. It's a Friday. I already drank my Florence coffee because I just I needed it in my life. I had it a little earlier on today, but I know Reese is drinking on a Lotus back there. Uh, but it is a Florence Coffee Company Friday, so it is time for our Florence Coffee Company coffee break. We do this each and every Friday. It's a Friday. You can stay up late. You can have yourself a good time tonight, so get yourself a little caffeine, maybe a little tea, warm yourself up. The smoothies are really good. I like my tea iced, but they also have great hot tea as well. I've been getting into the lattes a little bit too, a little skim milk latte, double shot, espresso, pretty darn good no matter where you're at in Missoula, and a lot of times no matter where you're at in Montana, there's a Florence Coffee Company kiosk near you, so swing on by a Florence Coffee Company today. Get yourself a little Friday afternoon cup of joe, I promise. You will not be disappointed. A couple other things from this Grizz basketball game. Um, as you mentioned there, there's a rematch tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. Montana has had been 5-1 and one on Thursdays, but now they are 5-2 and two during Big State Conference play on Thursdays. And they had been defeated on Saturday's 0-6. We'll see if the Grizzlies can break through for their first Saturday win tomorrow. We'll see. A couple of bright spots for the Grizz. 25 points from Robbie Busey. That was a career high. He came off the bench to do that. He's a true freshman. Sophomore Eddie Egan also came off the bench for a career high. He had 16 points. Um, but not enough for Montana as they fall 90-76 to, to Eastern Washington in Cheney last night. The most lopsided loss of the Travis DeCure era in his time leading his alma mater. On the women's basketball side in Pocatello, we told you the score, but here's the way it kind of went down. It was not necessarily a game a lot of people expected was going to be a first-place showdown when Montana State was visiting Idaho State uh, this week because Montana State has five freshmen that are getting significant playing time, whereas Idaho State was certainly uh, expected to be one of the front runners in the Big Sky Conference with the return of a bunch of phenomenal players. Uh, Diaba Canote is one of the best guards in the league. She's definitely blossomed into one of the most explosive and dangerous two-way point guards in the conference. Dora Golis is an all-conference player on the wing for Idaho State, as is Callie Bourne. And Estefania Ors is uh, returned from an ACL injury that cost her last year, but she is a, now a fifth-year senior, and that really uh, gives Idaho State as many weapons as any team in the entire league. They lost 73-56, to their first conference loss at the University of Idaho in Moscow on Saturday, but they bounced back in a big way with that 69-59 win over Montana State in Pocatello. The Idaho State lead never swelled beyond 12 points, and it was single digits most of the evening, but the Bengals also never trailed, and they're now 12-1 and in Big Sky Conference play, 16-2 and overall. The loss drops Montana State to 10-3 and in league play, 
13 and 6 overall. Following the game, uh, Montana State head women's basketball coach Trisha Binford said Idaho State was more physical, tougher, and edu- executed much better than we did. They picked us apart on our defensive mistakes, and we lost the possession battle. Offensively, we stalled. We lacked movement and tempo as well as patience. We rushed too many shots. And uh, this has been a good rivalry in the Big Sky Conference from the double overtime game in Bozeman several years ago where Montana State able to secure their first regular season Big Sky title uh, of the Trisha Bidford era uh, to the half-court buzzer beater by Juliet Jones in Reno to knock out the top-seeded Bobcats to Katie Bussey's 41-point explosion in Pocatello back in 2011. Uh, but this was uh, a pretty, uh, pretty dominant performance even if it wasn't a lopsided final score. Uh, on the uh, Idaho State side of things. Sophomore Darian White paced the Bobcats with 16 points. ISU put four players in double figures. Estefan Yours had 12. Diabacanate had 11. Dora Golis had 10. And uh, Montana Ultroge, she leads Idaho State off the bench with 16 points. So a good effort there. Another 48-hour turnaround. This is a home-and-home as well because uh, this game will be played in Bozeman. If you missed it as well, Montana State not in action this weekend. Montana State uh, men, they had COVID-19 positive tests, so they are not in action against Idaho State. And then the Lady Grizz, they are now on the road in Cheney tomorrow, so they're looking for their fifth straight win after their victory last night over Eastern Washington here in Missoula. So that's a wrap for the... uh, Around the big sky in basketball, uh, it was just in hoops in general, both men's and women's. You're listening to Nuanez now, right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Want to check out any of those games tomorrow? Montana State hosting Idaho State on the women's side, or the Lady Grizz in Cheney, or the Men Grizz here in Missoula. Obviously, you can't go, so if you want to watch the games, Head on down to Silver Slipper. Silver Slipper has 55 TVs to, for you to watch whatever action you want, including Grizz and Bobcat Sports, drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and Tarantino's Pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. The card room's back open with games nightly at 7 p.m., so call or text 3300, excuse me, 333 1500-333-1500 or visit MissoulaPoker.com for more information. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best kept secrets. We got to get out because I got some guests in the house. A couple gentlemen from the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. The film Havana Libre debuting tonight, 5 o'clock as part of the Big Sky Doc Fest. We'll talk all about it here on the other side. It is Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Nuanez Now. If you're listening on the radio, you already know it's on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. If you're watching on TV, you already know, SWX Montana Television. If you want to watch in the modern fashion, 
You can also just click on the uh, the stream. That's easy. All you gotta go to, all you gotta do is go to 1029ESPN.com and click on the listen live tab and you'll find the stream. It's presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. You want to give us a call, shoot us a text. You can do that as well. 406-361-3688-361-3688. Very happy now. One of my favorite things we do here at Missoula Broadcasting Company as a whole. We have four stations if you haven't been paying attention. 1033 the trail. The U1045 and Jack FM1059, as well as right here, ESPN1029. We always do a big series of interviews when the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival comes around. And uh, it's one of my favorite events of the year. I know it really sucks that we can't go to the films now, but I know everybody has big screen TVs this day and age anyway. So now we're bringing it right to you, bringing it right to your home. And so this is very cool. We always do series of interviews on all four of our stations. And now I'm joined by three gentlemen that were all involved in the creation and production of Havana Libre. Havana Libre is a movie all about surfing, but it's also all about chasing dreams. And this film debuts. I got my ticker on the thing. It's, it debuts in 33 minutes and 52 seconds as as we stand here today. So we have Corey, Tyler, and Seth. I didn't even get your guys' last days, but thanks so much for coming in, guys. I'll just have you each introduce yourselves here on the Thank microphones uh, so that everybody can kind of recognize your voice. Yeah, I'm uh, Corey McLean, and I directed this film. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Tyler Dunham. I'm a producer on the film. Uh, and I'm Seth Brown, the editor and director of photography. Very nice. Okay, so we'll start with you, Corey. Yeah. Tell us just about the inspiration for this movie. I mean, this movie is about surfing in Cuba, but yeah. it's about a lot more than that, right? Yeah, it kind of mixes a lot of different things together. Um, and what prompted us to start the film was sort of the discovery of everything that surfers in Cuba have to go through to be a surfer there. It's not as simple as, as getting in the water here. Um, as you may or may not have known, Cuba's been cut off from really the rest of the world for the past 60 years. And during that time, that was kind of like when surfing became a popular sport. So most people in Cuba don't even know that surfing exists. Um, and the few people that did find it didn't have any way to get surfboards. They didn't have any way to get materials to make them. And then when they did get to the point, after they'd gone through everything to just make the vessels, getting in the water itself was a pretty taboo thing because of the whole crisis between the U.S. and Cuba. So, yeah, our, our film kind of like, we discovered that, and then we found these characters who kind of were just like, super inspiring people that kind of uh, did anything to make it work. And so we went down there and, and chased the story. So Tyler, what was it like the process of actually chasing the story? I mean, Cuba has been such a, um, how do you even describe a, 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 it has been a hot button issue within it, its own self for so long um, with a, just a, for a variety of reasons. And we've heard so many stories in America of people coming from Cuba, you know, escaping, floating mm -hmm, on rafts mm -hmm. for months at a time. In the, yeah. in the sports world, we've seen so many guys that have come and to, to play baseball specifically, but, oh, but yeah. soccer as well. But th the actual logistics of making this film, that must have been a yeah. huge challenge when you're, when you're dealing with a country that is not necessarily on the same page as the United States. Totally. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned... Cuba's sports past, like they do have an incredible association with sports in the country. Um, but like Corey said, their surfing really wasn't one of them. Corey had an opportunity to go down in 2015, kind of just before things opened up and met Frank and Yaya had, had an incredible time, like getting to know the story and came back and really like as soon as 2016 hit, it became a lot easier for travel to to Cuba to exist. Um, the embargo was 
starting to lift tourism and it, not not tourism actually like journalistic travel and stuff like that and core was really like guys i think we've got to go right now and we really captured this incredible moment in time where the country started to open up it was definitely easier than it had been in the past but certainly still not easy to produce a film there and uh yeah there are there are all kinds of challenges and bumps along the way we will certainly get into some of those but seth just tell us about the relationship you have with these guys did you guys had you guys worked together before or where did this kind of this idea come from and, and what was it like kind of uh, you know coming together to make this awesome documentary uh, great question um so the three of us are uh, from maine and we have known each other since we were like one years old so we've been doing very things cool. together since we were very little kids and the idea of going down into a foreign country that we'd been told for our entire lives we were not allowed to go visit or even talk or think about really we were like, yeah, that sounds that sounds like an adventure. Okay, let's let's go try it. And when we first got down there, we thought maybe we'd be making like a short film. Um, we discovered that this guy Frank was making surfboards out of refrigerator foam, and we were like, well, that's wow. this is a really cool story. Let's let's tell someone about him. That's great. And then things started changing. Obama opened things up. Uh, the culture in Cuba began relaxing, I guess, as far as their anti-Western uh, style that had been for so long. Um, and we just kind of kept filming things and started realizing that the story that was developing in front of us was much more than just a few people who are trying to pursue passion, basically, but this entire generation that was realizing um, realizing that they didn't have to be disconnected from the rest of the world. And there were so many other things out there that um, they were already really good at and that they could join in. Just like, like you said before, their sports, like the sports program in Cuba is pretty prolific. Um, it's just very focused on a few particular sports. And there's a lot of people in Cuba who are really good at a lot of different things, and they're realizing, hey, our time to shine is kind of now. Like, pay attention to us. We exist, and we're awesome. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of just a natural thing. Very interesting. I have so many questions for you guys. But on a personal note, you guys just got into town, right? So, Corey, where have you, you guys been driving from? My boss was asking you about uh, the the, uh, the the digs, the RV you guys are, are traveling oh, yeah. around. And so where did you guys come up from? <laughs> Um, so we traveled up from uh, California, and this is our first feature film, so it, it means a lot to us. And when we got into this festival, you know, it's it's a bummer that it's online. There are so many cool things about it as well. But, um, you know, for us, we really wanted to connect and kind sure. of do something sentimental. So we, we hopped in an RV. We're all skiers as well. So we thought, oh, sweet. you know, double it up with hitting some mountains. And so we jumped in the RV, came up here kind of for sentimental value, but it's also been really cool because we are getting to meet some people who are involved in putting, putting the festival on. And so it, it has actually turned into, uh, yeah, a really nice thing in that regard as well. Well, maybe it's, it's Nuana's now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula as well, statewide on SWX Montana Television. Three gentlemen that are uh, heavily involved in the production and the creation of Havana Libre. It debuts now in 27 minutes and 47 seconds as the clock continues to tick down. Part of the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. Maybe you guys can make this into an annual trip because I'm telling you, when it's actually normal times, one of the best times to be in Missoula is right now. I know it's cold and freezing, but regardless... Some of the best parties, some of the best get-togethers, some of the best movies. I mean, it's it's truly it's like it's like a film festival on an international level, and it's truly one of my my favorite things. So I hope you guys are able to to come back and get the full experience. But this is actually very exciting that you guys are here in town. So this is actually going to be the debut of the movie, right, worldwide tonight. Yeah, yeah this is the first time it's getting out there. So Tyler, question for you: 
what are your emotions right now? I mean, the fact that this movie is going to be seen for the first time <laughs> in, in, in you know in less than half an hour. Yeah, man, it it is sort of wild. We have uh, toiled on this project for the last five years, and it has been a rocky road at times. And um, yeah, just having the it, it does feel like we've almost made it you know we're we're 30 minutes away from a lot of people watching the movie and we've already seen the responses uh, of people viewing the teaser online or seeing the photos and starting to connect with the story starting to connect with our characters and that's just been so cool and i feel like you work on a project in the in the closet for so long and you don't really know like am i just journeying down this road and maybe no one else will will want to go on it with me um and so i guess we'll see uh to a certain extent but it does seem like it's an incredible honor to be here opening night and uh the recognition from the festival and the support that we've gotten from them and the the recognition from everyone really that's been associated with the project so far for you guys like we're so we're so honored and uh yeah it, it just feels incredible Seth, I watched the trailer earlier today, and the very it opens with a line that's it gives me goosebumps just to say, it, the dream of Cuba is to be something and someone in the world. So, I know you don't want to spoil this. We don't need any spoiler alerts here, but tell us about just how that then leads into what this movie and what this film is about. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a tough thing where are a lot of people these days, um, athletes, artists, musicians, anyone who needs feedback um, in order to help propel their success. There's this sort of feeling that I need to be recognized by other people outside and obviously the way the world is with social media and the internet, it's everything's at your fingertips but also that gratification is so much more intense. Um, I think like collaboration too, not just recognition. Completely. And I think, and like Corey just said, like the collaboration side of things, especially in the art world, but sport too, I mean everything, you get better by playing with other people by being told what you're doing wrong, by surely, sort of having surely. feedback. That feedback loop is, is critical for anybody to sort of excel and get better. So the film explores, I guess for Frank and Yaya, and really they represent, like the thing is they represent the whole of the island as far as this small group of surfers who are trying to get out there because they're not the only ones who surf, but they happen to be the ones that we connected with the best and that story sort of developed. and. Um, their being someone in the world really is just sort of showing the world how they've been themselves and what that means to be yourself and per pursue something really meticulously and with dedication and with very, very minimal feedback. And um, they don't need the world to recognize them for being awesome. They are awesome. And now it's sort of the world gets to sort of see another perspective of what it means to kind of invent something all on your own, um, which is which is kind of unique right now because of how connected the world is. And that was one of the things that sort of happened with Cuba naturally is since it was isolated for so long, it just, it was like, it was right, it's right in the backyard. It's just 90 miles off of the f coast of Florida, but for all of America, it's like it never existed. It's just, it wasn't there. It's not a thing that you really talk about or know about. Um, so we're just excited, like Ty said, man, 30 minutes, oh, people actually are going to hear about what they think about this. So it's going to be it's big for us. It's cool. Hey, Corey, there's a crazy dichotomy there, right? Because this is an island country that you'd think would be a great place for surfing. 
but then maybe there's just no real exposure to it. So, I mean, just talk about that yeah. element of this. Yeah, that, I mean, that was one of the most fascinating things for us was how they kind of compile all this information. Like, um, one of the first things we noticed when we walked into Frank's house, um, one of our main characters, is he's got a wall that's like covered with skateboarders and s- images from surf magazines. And, you know, it looks kind of like our bedrooms. But for us, you know, we did that. We like read a magazine, ripped something out, put it on the wall. But for them, it's like hunting down all of these little morsels of information that they can kind of build their culture on. Like Frank told us, I was like, how do you get your shirts? Like, where, where do you get your surf brands from? And he's like, oh, man, we literally see someone walking down the street wearing a surf brand we recognize. And we just go and we tug on and we're like, come on, man, you got to let me get that shirt off you. And so, you know, all this stuff kind of filters in. Half, most of the people don't know what it is. But the ones who do, it's like precious to them. And that was the thing that, that hooked us ultimately. It's like all of this stuff is treasures. And it kind of like makes you reflect on all the stuff when you're pursuing sports or arts or any of this stuff, the things that are kind of precious to you. It's like this is just ramped up to a whole nother level. Um, so that was cool. Tyler, whenever you're embarking in any sort of uh, creativity, Nothing ever goes as planned, right? <laughs> it is, it's a winding road, that you, yeah, and you'll not. have per, unpredictability around every corner. So it, it, what, what can you share on that element? I mean, what sort of things went wrong or went, went completely different than maybe you expected in the creation of this film? Yeah, so like Corey said, this is our first feature, which, you know, we, we work in documentary production uh, and, and commercial film production, and we've been doing that for five years and this was completely a different beast. And I think the fact we, we didn't make it easy on ourselves choosing Cuba as a, a destination right. for, for the film or uh, producing something in Spanish, which isn't our, our native tongue. And I think um, more than... I don't know. There, there were so many little things. Like within maybe a month of being on the island, it's really challenging to get anything there. Sure. Um, so, how long were you guys actually there for? So we've been there for about six months of production, um, but over the last uh, five years, right? So, so continue to a go couple back. weeks here and yeah, there. Yeah. These guys were down there for th- um, Seth and Corey and our friend Marco were the first leg, and that was like three months all in, and that was like. Learning the communi- the the surf culture there, like meeting the whole community, really diving in with Frank and Yaya, starting to tell that story, and then we, you know, progressed from there. But within, so I wasn't there for that first trip, and I get a call maybe a month in, and they're like, Ty, uh, for one, we've run out of money because like they couldn't get money there through an ATM, like it just doesn't work. So we had to figure out a way to like through a Western Union and like the whole the whole deal try to wow. transfer them money and then there there are huge shortages on, on certain things and so they I think they ran out of toilet paper which is uh, something that happened here kind of <laughs> recently <laughs> very, very, kind of, very American yeah. thing at this moment in time right, right? But, it, but it's like it was so hard to find you know the basics um, that it, it was just you know like things that we don't think about that we rely on every day just aren't available in the same way and making a film on top of that certainly had its challenges 
Listen to Nuanez now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. The first in what will be a couple of our interview series with the Big Sky Documentary and Film Festival. We've had a couple others on the trail as well. You can check those out on our various podcasting channels. Havana Libre, a movie about surfing Cuba and chasing dreams. It debuts at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival in about mm, 19 minutes and some change. Uh, so, um, Seth, I want to know about Cuba itself. What was the experience like going to Cuba? I mean, what sort of things did you learn about the country? Oh, man. Um, so, um, a precursor to this with, like, I've had a fascination with the country for a very long time. Um, after the project was done, my mother dug out a sixth grade paper I had written about Cuba, and it was terrible. But it <laughs> clearly showed that I, you know, I'd, I'd picked that place. It's like this, I want to know more. So, when, you sh- when we showed up, um, I mean... There's this definite stereotypical view of Cuba, which is just old cars, cigars, and sort of these beautiful old buildings. And I'll be honest, it felt like the parts you go to as a tourist feel like a Hollywood set or Disneyland or something. Um, it's just all so perfect and manicured, and that's designed for a very specific way. Sure. And then as you start to walk past a certain boundary in Old Havana, you begin to see the semblance of other everyday life start to or like really what life kind of is begin to I don't know how to just it more or less it starts to show I guess um, and then we've kind of realized even after now five years um, it's so hard to really understand what goes on um, the difference in culture there's multiple different like hidden economies that are at work everyone has ways of getting getting things like the surf some surfboard materials or phones or and we went to a bar one time, and I remember looking around, being like, "Everyone here is so fashionable. Like, <laughs> what? How, like, they all look way cooler than we do. Like, okay, granted, we're total. Like, we just feel like idiot white people right now. Like, <laughs> Everyone here is so cool. Like, h- how? What is it going on? Because they're supposed to not have access to everything. And of course, as an American, then you realize, oh wait, they're just we're the ones who are blocking ourselves off sure. from being with them. They're still connected to the rest of the world." We're the ones who have our blinders on and who are kind of like pretending that they don't exist. But so it's like the problem that we're kind of. Anyway, that, I guess that was one of the things because as an American, when you travel, everyone always starts to realize, oh, the world's a lot different outside. And um, to realize how different it was, but how close it was, was was definitely a thing to get used to at first. I have a question for all three. We'll start with with Corey. Yeah. What what did you learn while making this this film? Uh-huh. That's a uh, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, t- I'm sure tangibly you learned a great deal, but I mean, was there yeah. anything uh, on a bigger picture that this taught you? Um, yeah, I think generally uh, it kind of put things into perspective and just gave us a much greater appreciation for a lot of the little things. Um, I, I actually had this really good anecdote um, when I left Cuba after our first trip. Uh, I went to go visit my girlfriend in Australia, and I, I maybe spent three days after Cuba between Cuba and being in Australia, and I'm walking on the sidewalk, and I go by the surf shop, and there's a surfboard just, like, laying on the sidewalk. And I pick it up, and I go, and I bring it to the shop. I'm like, oh, man, I think someone might have tried to jack one of your boards. I'm just bringing it back. He goes, oh, no, no. This guy tried to sell it in here, and I told him we, those boards are a dime a dozen. Like, we don't we're not selling that and he just walked out and threw it on the sidewalk and I was like wow. man 
this is blowing my mind. Like, you know, I've just come from this place where literally anything that can be shaped like a surfboard is just like gold. Um, so I think, you know, we took away a lot of different cultural lessons from our time in Cuba. Um, we learned a lot about filmmaking, a lot about how not to filmmake, probably more than about how to filmmake. Um, but that was kind of the biggest thing is just, you know, appreciating some of the little things. Anything else that do you like to add, Tyler, in terms of what you learned from this? Yeah, I mean, like Corey said, there there's so much. I think one of the things that we realized really quickly, um, and and honestly, in some ways, like kept us going with the project, or at least like took it from that short film that we wanted to produce to something like a, a lot more in depth, um, was just. I think kind of realizing how similar we were to to Frank, especially like he, we we grew up uh, as Corey said, we were big skiers and had pictures of our, our all our sports heroes on on the wall, like you do as a as a young boy, and Frank had that same thing, and I think we like Seth was saying, we've been told that there's like the, this idea of the other, um, mm-hmm. and that. that I think once you're there and once you're able to relate to someone through any little thing, um, it, it, it just shows you that that's not really the case. Um, and that we're a lot more alike than we are different, I'd say. Um, and, and that was fascinating. And I think it's something that we've been exploring and, and would like to keep exploring. That's the amazing thing. That's one of the, my favorite parts about what we do around here and what I've done throughout my 15-year journalism career is I think that the number one thing that gets reinforced to you is the more that you learn about different people and places, the more you realize that we are all the same. Absolutely. We all want the same things. Mm-hmm. We all we all are cut from the same, the, the same mold at the end of the day. So that's amazing. Anything else to add, Seth, in terms of what you might have learned from this experience? Yeah. It, like... Corey said, uh, we learned a lot about how not necessarily do things right, but all the wrong ways of doing things. And you That's the most beautiful part though, right? Exactly. And that's sort of the process of art. And we recognized kind of as we started getting into it a little bit deeper after probably like month two that this whole process all the way to the very end is going to be about sort of the experience of making it, including embracing all the mistakes that you make and sort of seeing how to transform all the failures into just one more step along the way. Um, and it's like, it's just really encouraging because you kind of realize failure isn't um, isn't a bad thing. In fact, it's part of it, and all the times you fail are actually really awesome times because what matters is what you do after that um, and how you kind of just keep going. So, yeah, we learned a numerous amount of things, and I can't list them all right now. <laughs> I, love, I love it. Well, this is awesome. I know you guys got to get out of here because... We got 12 minutes and 15 seconds on the clock. Havana Libre debuts at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival, a worldwide debut, 5 p.m. in about 12 minutes. So all you got to do is just Google Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. You can go there. It has all the live streams available. You can get your one-time pass, your your full access pass. Just buy the full access one, I promise. There's like 100 documentaries you're going to want to see over the next couple weeks here, and uh, it should be uh, an awesome time. But Havana Libre, a movie about surfing, 
and Cuba and chasing dreams. That's amazing, guys. I'm, uh, I I have only known you for 20 minutes, but I'm very proud of you for doing this. I think this is awesome. And welcome to Montana. And uh, I hope this is a swimming success. I cannot believe that it wouldn't be. I think this is going to be awesome. So everybody out there, go check this out. And you guys, I, uh, this is a big vote for you. So I, uh, yeah. I'm very happy for you. And uh, thanks so much Thank for stopping you. by. Thanks, thanks so much us. for having yeah, us. Yeah. Thanks for having us, bye. And if you missed anything in this interview, you can find it on our podcast networks, either Nuanez Now or just go to 1029ESPN.com. Click on the podcasting tab as well. We got to get out because we got our weekly mattress firm student of the week coming up. Young man from Great Falls Central High School who's an aspiring young coach as well as a good basketball player as well. More on Nuanez now right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Hey, welcome back. It's Nuanez Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports from all across the Treasure State. That was a great interview. That's that's what I like right there is is hanging out with and, and kicking it with intellectual people who aren't scared to chase their dreams. Thanks so much to Corey Tyler and Seth for stopping on by their film Havana Libre debuts here in about seven minutes at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival, and it is sure to be a uh, really interesting and thrilling film and uh, that was that was a pleasure that was that was really fun interviewing those guys i love people that are creative that come up with great ideas but then execute those great ideas as well and we keep coming back around to it in 2021 here and i try to emphasize it every day in my own life and and emphasize to everybody out there as well but as different as we all are and the beauty that is that comes from all those differences at the end of the day we're all the same us all of us humans we all crave the same things. We all need the same things. And uh, I think that that's probably what you will learn and take away from this great film that debuts here at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. We go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, and it's time for one of our favorite segments that we do each and every week. It is the Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And this week we are joined by Eli Vincent from Great Falls Central High School. Eli, congratulations on your award. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. So we got a lot to get into. This is actually great because you're doing this uh, on a game night, and you guys are up on the high line. You guys are up in Shelby, Montana tonight, and that should be a, a good one between Great Falls Central and Shelby. Uh, what's your overall thoughts on the game tonight? Because Shelby's one of the best teams in the entire state. So uh, how are you guys feeling going into this game? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we had a game a couple nights ago against Fairfield, and um, they are also one of the top teams in the state, and we kind of surprised a lot of people when we – came up by four at halftime. So, you know, we're not going to dwell on the fact that they're one of the better teams to say we're going to come out and play our best version of our basketball and see where that takes us. 
One of the biggest pieces of news from this basketball season was when Rhett Reynolds committed to the University of Montana. He's a senior at Shelby High School. I guess he's a junior at Shelby High School. He'll be a senior next year, but uh, pretty cool for a Class B kid to be able to to make his Division One dreams come true. But uh, that's the opponent tonight, Eli. So I mean, how do you not become intimidated by a guy who's six foot nine who's going to go play for the Grizz someday? Yeah, he's really talented, and you know we're a smaller team, so it's kind of hard to stop him. And the first matchup, he he definitely gets us in the paint, and we're just going to have to come up with better ways to stop him tonight and keep him down. Well, I know your your high school team right now is, is pretty young, and you've kind of risen to a leadership yeah. role on the team. So what's that been part been like? I know you guys have had, like you said, you've had some ups and downs, but it seems like you guys are improving and definitely getting better. So what's it been like being one of the older guys on a young team? Yeah, game by game, we're getting better and better, and right into here, we're getting districts next week. And, you know, like starting off the season, it wasn't too great, but – I feel like our defense has came a long way and we got the shooters to make it work. And it's kind of challenging being like the few older guys on this really young team, knowing like how good they might become and I won't be a part of it, but it's definitely fun to be around right now. If I'm not mistaken, your father, Eric Vincent, is the head coach. So what's it been like playing for your dad? Yeah, he's been my coach for a long time off and on and you know it has its pros and cons but uh, it's definitely fun to be able to see him every day and learn something what's been your favorite part about your senior season so far i don't know if you saw the interview but uh i we had this it's probably my favorite game we played all season and it was against shoto um we took them, we were up by like 20, and then they came back. We took it to overtime, and we won by like 13. And after it, we sang Sweet Carolina. It was just a really nice win, and it felt really good. Probably one of my favorite games of my career. Eli Vincent joining us. He's the Mattress Firm Student of the Week, and he's also a senior at Great Falls Central High School. And if you want to see that video, you can go check out. Just Google Eli Vincent SWX Montana, and it's a great video from in the uh, locker room. A bunch of young guys having a bunch of fun and swinging a, singing a classic Neil Diamond tune. Uh, but it, it is, I mean, even even with, you know, sometimes you can't help the way that things go during high school sports, right? Because it's not necessarily, yeah. you can't really recruit, you can't really control, you know, how many older guys are going to have, how many young guys are going to have on a team. Uh, but, I mean, has that been kind of the silver lining for you is just the amount of fun you're having with your teammates this year? Yeah, we try not to dwell on if we do bad a game. We try to look at, like, the positives we can take and how we can take that on to the next game. And it's definitely fun to be out there with some guys I've known, like, my whole life. It's definitely a good experience. Eli Vincent joining us. He is the Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And, uh, Eli, I know that you got also kind of following in your dad's footsteps, helping coach some of the middle school kids around Great Falls, uh, especially the ones that are at the Catholic school. So uh, what's that experience been like? And, and do you feel like maybe you have a, a future in coaching or maybe a desire to be a coach in the future? Yeah, I definitely want to pursue that maybe, and that's been a goal of mine. And, I don't know, he just asked me one day, he's like, do you want to come help out? And I'm like, Sure. And, you know, I wasn't expecting to be so much fun and make these many connections with these kids, but it was just a really good time. We only had, like, one game, though, which is kind of unfortunate, and the season got canceled because of the COVID. But the time I had with them, it was definitely a good experience. 
And I hear you're going to go to Grand Canyon next year uh, down in the Phoenix area. So yeah. what, what prompted that decision for your, your college choice? So my dad works for the university. He kind of is like a, a rep for the university. And I have a couple of siblings that went there. And, you know, it just speaks. It's a really good place for my desired uh, degree, which is sports management. There's a lot of good internships, opportunities there. And, you know, the sports world is just something I love and want to keep doing. Now, you got to tell me, have you seen the videos from the uh, Grand Canyon basketball games? Because this looks like the greatest college yeah. experience you could think of. Yeah, I'm super stoked for that. The, the Lopes and all their the Havoc, they call them. Crazy basketball games. Can't wait. If you haven't seen this, folks, you want to go look, just Google Grand Canyon student section on YouTube, and uh, they're having some fun. Let's say they're creating a pretty yeah. big home court advantage, and they've actually turned into a pretty darn good basketball team as well. So that is, uh, that's super excellent. Well, uh, last question for you. Like, how did you get uh, uh, interested in sports medicine? Obviously, you love sports. You love participating in athletics. So uh, how did those two things mesh, and how did you get interested in, in pursuing that as your major? For my major? For your major, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do like my freshman and sophomore years. And then I was like, why don't I do something that I love? And I didn't know it was a possibility, but it, like one of my favorite things is baseball. And that's been something I want to work in my whole life. So, you know, once I realized that was an opportunity for me, I just wanted to jump right on it. Well, very cool. I know you're a busy guy. I know you got a big game tonight, so we'll let you go. But congratulations again on your award. Eli Vincent, Great Falls Central High School senior, our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And Eli, best of luck with everything in your future. Thanks so much for being a part of our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mattress Firm looking for students who give their all at school, at play, and in their community, whether it's math club, marching band, cheerleading, gymnastics, chess club, football, any organized event, you can nominate for the Student of the Week each and every week. Great collaboration between SWX Montana Television and us right here at ESPN Missoula. A $3,000 scholarship awaits the student voted the Mattress Firm Student of the Year. Must be a resident of Montana. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you hot. Carolyn stopping by. She who doesn't know sports as well as an excerpt from our Grizz Greats episode with Brent Pease. More on Nuanas now after this. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 